This may seem like an obvious statement, but it turns out that God made you to be you. In this episode, I want to reflect a little on that simple but profound truth. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here. Good to be with you today. Uh, in my last episode, I read a short um, statement from C.S. Lewis from a little book called Fern, Seed, and Elephants and an essay called Membership in which he says, um, this is why the worldlings are so monotonously alike compared with the almost fantastic variety of the saints. And I want to reflect a little on that variety of the saints to continue maybe the theme I mentioned last time, which is that each of us as Christians are called not to be like other Christians, but rather to become the individual, uh, unique person that God made you to be. And it turns out the saints are really good uh, barometers or indicators or guides for that. Now again, I am a Lutheran pastor, and in the Lutheran tradition we have saints um, who are basically, they're, what would you call them, grandfathered in because they're from the Bible. So I serve a church called St. Philip the Deacon. Um, but we don't have saints in the same way that the Catholic Church does. And I guess I want to just say that those saints are also a resource available to us, even as Lutherans, and we have something we can learn from them. And so one resource I'm going to suggest to you today, and I don't have the hard copy of this here, but we'll put it up as a graphic. Um, I have the book, but only on a Kindle version, uh, is a wonderful little book about the saints, very readable, very accessible, and I think very helpful to all Christians called My Life with the Saints by a priest named James Martin. Um, and it includes uh, his own sort of life with all of the saints, what they've meant to him, but it has chapters on Joan of Arc, Therese of Lisieux, Thomas Merton, Ignatius of Loyola, uh, Mother Teresa, Dorothy Day, Thomas Aquinas, Francis Assisi, um, and so forth. And I want to actually lift up a few uh, lines from the final chapter of that book, um, beginning with this one. And in one of the saints he talks is a gentleman named Thomas Merton. Um, and again, this sort of goes back a little bit to something I said in the last episode. I'll just read this paragraph. Thomas Merton, who is another very famous author in the 20th century, often distinguished between the false self and the true self. The false self, he wrote, is the person we present to the world, the one we think will be pleasing to others, attractive, confident, successful. The true self, on the other hand, is the person we are before God. That, that quirky, peculiar individual, in my own case, for example, who likes, among other things, watches and who felt a little embarrassed sharing that with you all. And then Merton goes on, sanctity consists in discovering who that person is and striving to become that person. And then this wonderful line, as Merton wrote, for me to be a saint means to be myself. What a powerful insight, what a powerful intuition. And again, the book I referenced in the last episode, I'll pick up on that theme again. This is called Freedom for Ministry. And on exactly that theme, to become a saint means to be myself. Uh, Richard John Newhouse says um, that becoming a saint is a question of actualizing the gift that is already ours, ours, O-U-R-S, or um, 
in another place, he says, sanctification or being holy, being turned into a saint, is becoming what, by the grace of God, we are. Becoming ourself. Now, to unpack that just a little bit more, I'll, let me read a couple of more things from this um, uh, chapter from Martin's book. Um, God's invitation to live out our unique vocations. Again, each of us, that's a really Lutheran instinct. Each of us has a unique calling. And to live those out is part of what makes the world so rich. And then he quotes uh, C.S. Lewis. How gloriously different are the saints, wrote C.S. Lewis. Problems arise for us and for the world when we begin to believe we have to be someone else to be holy. We try to use someone else's roadmap to heaven when God has already planted in our own soul all the directions we need. In that way, we ignore our own call to sanctity, to becoming holy. When admirers used to visit Calcutta to see Mother Teresa, you may know this story, she would tell many of them, find your own Calcutta. Figure out what God is calling you to, to do. Don't try to replicate or ape what God has called me to do. That's not the point. Um, let's see. And again, I'm going to continue a little more with Martin. At the heart of this understanding is accepting who we are before God. Um, the beginning of sanctity, again, of becoming holy, is loving ourselves as creations of God. And that means all of ourselves, even the parts we wish weren't there, the parts of us that we wish God hadn't made, the parts of us that we lament. God loves us as a parent loves a child, often more for the parts of the child that are weaker or where the child struggles and falters. Those weaknesses are often the most important paths to holiness because they remind us of our reliance on God. And then finally, I'm gonna end with this from Martin. Each of us brings something to the table, each of you bring something to the table. And we each, through our own gifts, manifest a personal way of holiness that enlivens the community. We help build up the kingdom of God in ways that others cannot, right? And that means we can't do it if we're not being who God has called us to be. We're not meant to be someone else. And again, back to Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa echoes this in her famous saying, you can do something I can't do. I can do something you can do, you can't do. Together, let us do something beautiful for God. So again, this is all about claiming the individual identity that God has given you, embracing it, allowing God to work through the particular gifts and skills and interests and abilities that only you have. And I want to um, commend that as a, a lifelong task for each of us. And I'll conclude with this story which I think I have about right. It's the story of a rabbi, uh, Rabbi Zusha. Uh, and the story is told that he got to heaven and he was crying in the presence of God. And God said, why are you crying, rabbi? And the rabbi said, because I wasn't as wise as Moses and I'm not as kind as Abraham. To which God said, ah, but rabbi, I didn't want you to be Moses and I didn't want you to be Abraham. I wanted you to be yourself. And today, may you accept the self God made you to be and embrace it. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.